Hi, Craig. Welcome to episode 26 of HubShots. Thanks, Ian. Great to be here. How are you? Excellent, Craig. And here we are on this lovely afternoon in Sydney. Fantastic weather. Still feels a bit like summer, I have to say. It does, doesn't it? Now, this is in our series of interviews with some great people at HubSpot. And today we have Varun Bandaka. He talks a lot about marketing, right? And about that whole alignment. And I think it's really important because... This carries on from what we spoke about last week, where the importance of that can really lead to some great results, right? I think what are the things that you've taken away from this interview that look, were the highlights? Look, one of the things I really love about this interview with Varun is just his focus on personas, buyer personas, because this is one of these key things that we all know the concepts. We all think, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got all that on place. He actually says, look, one of the key things he's seeing successful companies doing is reassessing their buyer personas. Maybe they didn't fully flesh them out in the start. Maybe they've changed. Maybe the yes. whole approach has changed. So just getting a deep insight into the buyer personas of your prospective customers and the value of that, I found that a really useful part of the interview. Absolutely. And you know what? When you have that sales and market alignment, you can actually get a lot of that information to actually complete that and really flesh it out. And I think that's really the key. Constant fleshing out of what we're doing is going to bring you the results. Yeah. And look, another thing that he highlights as well that we've had in other interviews is this whole idea around setting realistic expectations and timeframes. This seems to come up a lot. I think it's really good to be reminded of this in every interview. And each of the HubSpot experts that we've spoken to really talk about this whole approach. Yes. And I think that's the key because this is not a quick fix solution. It's not, let's stick up the tent. This is not the 30-second tent. This is we're building a house that's going to last storms and, and floods and so on. So you've really got to think of a long-term strategy and really get on board with that because that's what's going to build the house. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And then I think the other thing that I'll just highlight to listen out for in the interview before we throw to um, chatting with Varun is just his talk around building on those timeframes, the concept there, just in, uh, we have a really interesting discussion about how long campaigns typically run for. And it might be surprising to some of our listeners. That's right. So uh, take it away, Varun. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at HubSpot. Cool. My name is Varun Bandarkar. So I'm a channel consultant here at HubSpot. To break down the role, I work with our partners and agencies to help them do inbound marketing better for themselves and for their customers. Great. So our audience is marketing managers and you're dealing a lot with agencies mm -hmm. and seeing success that agencies are working with marketing yep. managers. What are, what are some of the characteristics of successful companies that you're seeing through your work with agencies? Yeah, sure. I'd say something that makes a lot of companies really successful while working with agencies is realistic goal setting and expectations. I have personally have asked a lot of agencies when they're sitting down with their customers and a customer says, hey, look, I want a 100% increase in my website traffic. You know, I've, I've kind of asked them to push back and say, where are you getting that number from? You know, are they putting it out of air? Is the goal, is it realistic? And I feel like a lot of agencies who do that really well are setting themselves up for success in the long term. Building on that, so a marketing manager, if they have a focus on one goals, realistic expectations, but also what, what ROI means, it yep. comes down to actually what is the return. Yep. Would that be true? Absolutely. I think that kind of creates a good segue to something that we were talking earlier about marketing. I've been pushing now, regardless of if it's an agency or if it's an organization, you know, I'm always telling them to have a marketing based approach. Now, marketing, as you know, you guys probably know, is the alignment between sales and marketing. 
a lot of times, you know, traditional organizations, they complain that they don't get enough lead from sales. And then marketing's like, we're doing enough, we're sending you all of this and you're not really closing it. That's because there's a lack of alignment. It's the start of the year, 2016, you know, sit, sit, sit along with your sales team. This is my advice, a lot of marketing managers, sit with your sales team, sit with your sales director, find out, you know, what, what they're looking from you, see if it's realistic, come up with a good plan as to how you can actually execute it. And that way, you know, there's, there's how many and you guys can, at the end of the week, not worry about missing targets, but rather than that, sit down and have a beer together. Excellent insight. Now, understanding that, what are some of the strategies you see agencies helping marketing managers implement or do that's working really well? Sure. Something that I've found happening more often lately is a lot of agencies are going back to their marketing managers and asking them to reassess their buyer persona. I know this sounds like a very rudimentary answer, but you know that's the basis for success. If you don't have a proper idea of who you're trying to market to or who will be buying your services or product at the end of the day, you, you know, you're kind of yelling out in the woods and you know the audience is sitting behind you. Mm, that's an excellent point because we've seen stats that show that buyer personas, everyone knows the concept, but very uh, less than the majority, a, minor, a minor, minority actually build them. Do you have any tips on how they can build buyer personas or review those? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, if you have services or a product to market, you know, don't think of it from, you know, don't think of yourself as an organization with something to sell. Think of yourself as someone in the audience or someone in the market who has a need and think of how what you're trying to sell or you know the service that you're selling is going to solve for them. I think when you kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes, the answers to your bio personas come instantly. I think a lot of people overcomplicate the bio persona question by saying, okay, we've got something, who will it solve for? No, think of who someone is and how, what problem they have that you know you can eliminate using your service or a product. So Excellent. I think that's great because that will lead people to really go, well, if they need to solve this problem, what service or product can I provide to solve that problem? So I think it's approaching from a totally different angle. Now, another thing I had to ask you was, and I didn't realize this when I started, but you also have the non-buyer persona <laughs> in the system. Oh, the non-fit buyer persona. Yeah, that's the right. Negative the negative persona, yeah. right? Now, when we obviously start inbound, you talk a lot about the persona that you're marketing to. Yeah. But as you get down the track, you go, hang on, okay, well, what about the non-persona that might end up jumping into the funnel. Yeah. What do I do with them? So again, like if I think back, I think having the non-persona is also really important. Now, have you discovered that with uh, people that you're working with, like having the non-buyer persona in the system? Absolutely. I think in some instances, you you know, a lot of organizations think of it from the start saying this is who it's a good fit for, this is who it's not. But in most instances, you find out who the negative fit is or the bad fit is as you go along. You know, sometimes you can jump into business with them six months down the line and they're like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? I think it's quite crucial for a lot of businesses to realize that and if needed, turn business away. You know, if you can't service someone to the best of your ability, you're actually causing detriment in the long term. I know there's an old saying saying, if you don't know how to do something, say yes and learn how to do it later. But if you think about it as, you know, as a smaller agency or as a smaller organization, do you actually have time to do that? You're going to have someone who's going to be on your case saying, hey, what's happening? My numbers aren't there. You promised me this. You promised me that. 
And then, you know, it's just going to be a very negative relationship and it's just going to leave a sour taste in everyone's mouth. So that's really interesting because I could take that and say, well, look, we're all starting somewhere, right? Now, as if I was a marketing manager and I'm just learning inbound yep. or I'm just doing inbound certification and I'm about to implement this campaign, I could be in that same position, right? And we all have to learn. So I guess you, you're probably in a good position because you're also new to the organization, but I think it's about how you view it. Now, what do you think when it comes to that and moving people along that journey, especially like a business, because you work with people like agencies to help other businesses that are just getting this. Sure. How do you effectively grow that person, keep them on track, keep them motivated and keep that happening? Sure. I think there's, there's obviously like a few different, you know, like two, it kind of breaks it out into two different scenarios, right? Sometimes when you, you know, when you open up your service and you get in a lot of leads, it's very exciting to see the number of leads coming in. As they move down the marketing funnel, they'll obviously trickle down. The numbers will dwindle, but a lot of non-fits or bad fits will still fall through because they're still interested in your content, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are the best fit for them. I was actually having a conversation with one of our partners who focuses on financial services this morning and they're getting a lot of inquiries from customers in manufacturing. And they said, how, you know, this they, they've moved from a lead to a marketing qualified lead because they meet the criteria. It's like, mm-hmm. how do we funnel them out? I'm like, so this is completely left up to you guys. If you feel like there is something that you can provide them, do it. I think the best way to do this is by jumping on a call and seeing if you know they're a good fit or not. They might not necessarily be in the industry or might not, you know, be in your ideal persona set, but they might have like maybe a mindset or maybe a need, like an immediate need that you guys can solve for. Also, a lot of this will kind of be cross collaboration between your online and offline efforts. That's a really good answer. Nice. Now, I'm just actually going to go back a bit, back to personas. Yep. Um, getting down to the nitty gritty of preparing personas, are there any tools you'd recommend (laughs) without sounding like i'm making a sales pitch for hubspot we actually have a brilliant persona tool now the reason why i say it's brilliant is it provokes people to ask questions that you might not necessarily ask you guys are probably aware we always encourage people when they think of buyer personas to go beyond demographic and into the psychographic information a lot of partners who sometimes are fairly new to this ask me man i I don't want to know what they're doing on the weekends well actually you do you know if someone is running a business for themselves, they, they're thinking about their business nonstop. They're thinking about how am I going to close this lead while they're playing cricket with their children or they, they're out swimming. If you can think of how you can answer that question for that person while he's at the beach, there you're going to go, you know, you're going to f- kind of hit the nail on the head and, you know, you're going to convert them into a customer. So you have to think about not only about them as a business, but about them as a person. And that's how you can, you know, get your ideal buyer persona to become a customer and they move from being a fictitious concept to something that is very real. I love it. So is that the makemypersona.com? Is that the tool you're referring to? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that's a great place to start. So people who are considering using HubSpot but aren't, use that tool. Yeah. And if you've got HubSpot, use the persona tool that's inside the system. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think HubSpot, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head. We, we give so many resources for free because we just want to elevate the level of marketing, you know, all around us. I think, you know, working collaboratively, everyone wins, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? I'll mention the the last bit of collaboration you guys did, I think it was with Canva and providing some templates for 
different things and I signed up to it a few days ago, but I thought it was a fantastic way to collaborate and get people interested in what, what you were doing, but in a more practical manner. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, HubSpot takes a lot of inspiration from Canva. I myself take a lot of inspiration from Guy Kawasaki. I think he's a brilliant man. You know, he's got some brilliant insights into life as we know it rather than just marketing. And the fact that Canva has so many, you know, you have access to so many free templates and brilliant images that you can use. Why not, right? If I was a marketing manager starting out, running my first campaign, what do you see on average is a good time period to run a campaign and measure those goals? Like I know you can run it indefinitely, yep. but what's a good initial time gap, so to speak, that you would run a campaign and review the results with? Sure. I'm just going to flip this on you guys just a little bit because you guys have been around for a while. You've done this. You're not, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't say you guys are starting off in any capacity. How long are the campaigns that you run for initially? I mean, like now, I wouldn't say when you started off, how long are the campaigns you run for on an average? Oh, look, I think for us, probably three to six months, depending yeah. on what we're doing. Yeah. I would say it depends on the channels that you start with. Yeah. So if let's say you had a, a co-partnering thing with uh, an established brand that could work really quickly. You can That's also true. partner with industry sites. They might have an email list. So that could work quickly. But I think the overall question that you're getting at, Ian, is uh, around general inbound uh, content-based growth. Right? Yeah, that's would right. That be yes, right. And exactly. I would say, yeah, it can be longer. Yeah. So in terms of building organic yep. strength, is that what you're saying? Is that kind of what you're seeing? Yeah. See, there you go. I think that kind of answer. I think, the, you know, there's no cookie cutter approach. It's all, you know, it's very context-based. It's very subjective to what you're trying to accomplish. If, if you're a new company, you know, you, you had no presence in the market at all. You know, would you want to run a campaign for a month? Is that realistic? I don't think so. You guys have been established and you still say a successful campaign requires three to six months. So inbound is something that will get you wins over the long period. So I'd say if you're just getting started, if you're looking at a, a top of the funnel offer, you know, let it run for an average of three to six months and see how it goes. We, we can always reassess it. You know, that's the flexibility of running a campaign. You know, if, if things change in two months, you get the results, you know, well and good. We can, we can close it in three months and then we could focus on converting those leads that you've generated. Well, love the cricketing references from Varun there. <laughs> he hit that for a 60, Nick Craig. Oh, gee, time for a drinks break. I'll tell you what. What an innings. What an innings. <laughs> okay, let's stop that now. <laughs> Thanks, Varun. That's, look, he had a lot of great points there, didn't he? Let's, let's just recap on some of them. And I know something that you and I have chatted about a lot is that this whole marketing and the push for alignment with sales and marketing. Yeah, I think that's really the key and that's the future. If you see how people are buying now and how they're researching products and services but i don't really think sales is adapted and they're, and they're not aware of what's i think they might be aware but they actually haven't changed anything that they're doing because they're not on the same page so i think that is fantastic like get the teams together if you need go sit with somebody in sales listen to what's going on and Rosalia pointed this out, you know, the, the big thing that some one of somebody she observed did was they got people in marketing to go and sit with sales on a call and see what people were saying. Now, things that can come out of that is you can actually find out through the day that people are asking the same questions to these guys and they're just repeating the same thing over and over again, which you could actually have on the frequently asked questions of your website. Yeah. And answering those things that are pertinent to that persona that actually relates to them that needs to be answered so that they can move to the next step. And that's what people often not doing 
when it comes to online, right? Yeah, I think that was really useful. And I liked how he talked about personas and, and gave some tips around how to build them out. And also just that he's right. You know, we often think personas should be just simple bullet points of a few things that, that they might be interested in buying. But he's actually talking about making that a much fuller picture and, and That's thinking right, about what the person's interests and motivations are. I thought that was really useful. Totally. you got to think about the whole person, you know, what they're like at work, what they do after hours. Do they have a family? You know, like those are really important things because it also determines where they spend their time. And you know what? It's all about being in the right place at the right time. Now, if you know the answers to these questions and you can formulate your content appropriately, you'll get a great result. So I think the key takeaway is go back and visit your personas on a monthly basis and update them because you know what? You could have started off and you did not have any idea about certain things like their income level, maybe even where they live. And you could probably fill that out now. So go fill it out and flesh it out. I totally agree. And that also raises the point of uh, non-fit personas or the Absolutely. negative persona. I thought that's really useful. And uh, the, the key here though, right? I think when we're thinking about marketing, it's not just about trying to motivate or manipulate someone into a sale. It's always about providing value for them. That's got to be our whole approach. And so the negative persona is one way of making sure that we're not just trying to shotgun out our offering to the people that it's not actually going to provide value for. Absolutely. So I'll take it to a practical level, Craig. If you've got a non-persona and you know that they're not the people that you want to talk to right now, but they could be at some point in time, you can put a workflow in place to actually reply to them, give them a great response, give them some great resource that will help them get to the place you want them to get to, and then have a conversation with them. So you're not actually losing them, but you're actually educating them, encouraging them to actually be the people that they can be. Excellent example. Well, thank you so much to Varun for that interview. Yeah. Uh, and we'd love to hear your comments. So tweet us, go to the website, leave your comments, Facebook, we're there and we'll respond. And we'd love to hear your feedback because we want to make this of great value to our listeners. So here we are at the end of the episode, Craig. We shall see you next week. All right. Thanks, mate. See, see you, Craig. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.